technology becomes multifold in every sector, it generates huge amounts of information that can yield valuable insights about the field. Now, this has led to a boom in the data industry in the last 10 years. Nonetheless, data collection needs to be supplemented with its analysis for obtaining data making insights. And data analytics can help businesses and industries make sense of the vast volumes of data and further growth and development. Investing in analytics is the difference between successful and failing companies in the present and the years to come. Now, therefore, if an organization wishes to truly realize the power of data and analytics and AI across functions, it can do so through non-linear scaling of these capabilities. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Analytics Insight Podcast. This is Priya Dialani, your host for today. Um, I'm sure most of you must don't know what exactly non-linear scaling is. And hence, this podcast today is going to focus on how non-linear scaling is helping organization and companies to further scale up and augment their data analytics capabilities and achieve more results. So um, if, if you're not uh, really sure about how uh, we can get started with, today we have Mr. Satya Prakash Ranjan, Head Analytics Research and Data, Fidelity Investments India. Hi Satya, how are you doing? Very good Priya, how are you doing today? I'm doing good too, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to have you on a podcast today. Likewise, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Great. So let's start um, uh, the podcast, but let's let's first know about uh, more about the company. What exactly Fidelity Investments is? Uh, what are the services the company offers? And uh, is there any differentiation factor that uh, we can talk about Fidelity? Uh, so Fidelity Investments is a privately held financial services company. Uh, we were founded in 1946, and our goals have been strengthen and secure our customers' financial well-being and to bring unparalleled value to the people and companies that we have the privilege to serve. We are a fairly diversified company and uh, our strength literally comes from the scale across our interconnected market-leading financial services business and the customers we serve. And if you give me a minute to talk about the various businesses that Fidelity has, uh, our asset management business provides money management and investment solutions and we are one of the largest mutual fund companies in the US. Through our uh, personal investing or workplace investing or healthcare group and institutional services, we are helping more than 35 million people invest their own life savings, 22,000 businesses managing their employee benefit programs, as well as providing more than 13,000 wealth management firms and institutions with investment and technology solutions to drive growth. That was Fidelity Investments uh, globally. The entity in India was established in 2003 and works with various business units in US to deliver better outcomes for the customers and businesses we serve. Amazing. Um, that's that's quite um, uh, a short and a crisp introduction of uh, what Fidelity Investments is. Um, now, uh, in the initial introduction, I, I spoke about um, data, data and analytics. Now, the basic source of achieving a competitive advantage uh, is an organization's competence in mastering all aspects of analytics. And also the upcoming trend driving the competition is a way for predictive business analytics that empowers the users to be future ready for all the potential challenges and the fight the same with accurate and reliable data. 
Now, data analytics softwares and different service providers uh, with its reliable and time-tested reports um, enables organizations to make informed business decisions faster than, than their competitors probably. So business uh, uh, incubants builds on a strong data culture and having an edge over the new entrants in the market. Now, uh, uh, since uh, you are basically the head of analytics research and data uh, team uh, in Fidelity Investments, so we would like to know more about this specific group and uh, with what mission and objectives this specific group was classified and uh, what exactly are the uh, is a, is a work um, uh, probably daily routine work that uh, this group or the specific team handles. Sure. So, so if you look at the India entity, it is essentially a microcosm of the larger Fidelity and uh, in India. In parlance, it can be called as Global Capability Center or GCC. Now, before I get down to analytics, I also wanted to describe saying uh, at Fidelity India, apart from shared services, we have three large delivery functions, uh, technology services, business operations, and then the analytics research and data function. And all of these work together very well. And our primary goal, of course, is to work with our US partners to serve the customers or the end customers that we, ha we have. Now, coming to the group, which is analytics, research, and data, it essentially is a center of excellence, which exists to enable fidelity with the mission to maximize business impact by providing strategic insights and solutions for data-driven decisions. Now, if you have to maximize this impact, uh, what we have done is we have brought together multiple capabilities, which inform our strategic insights and decision-making, and they are analytics and AI, we also have intelligent automation and operational excellence. Uh, then we have the research function, whether it is primary research, secondary research, product research, investment research, and a consulting arm too. And finally, the enterprise data strategy, architecture, and engineering. And it is a combination of these capabilities that our analytics research and data group uh, oversees here at India. Okay, sounds quite interesting. Um, uh, while um, um, we are talking about analytics and research, and specifically how uh, Fidelity has a different entity when you're talking about um, analytics, research, data, and of course different technologies that are surrounding and revolving around uh, these three terms. Now, um, in a market uh, with a lot of global uncertainty, only the most innovative, bold, and flexible organizations stand a chance in uh, delivering real value to their customers. And how they are actually doing that is leveraging data, uh, for understanding the past and current market scenario and also uh, that can help help them in predicting the future outcomes. So this is not just improving the decision-making um, to the changing and constantly evolving market conditions, uh, but it is also helping them to build a reliable portfolio and risk management plan for the future. So having said that, we would want to know your views, Satya, of um, what are your views on the role of data analytics as well as uh, artificial intelligence uh, in a particular organization? And how do you think that Fidelity can add value uh, uh, to the particular organization or to their clients for that matter? Sure. Thanks, Brian. You almost uh, mentioned the role of data and analytics. Uh, what I would say is uh, we live in the era of data Darwinism and companies which can leverage data, whether it is internal or external, to inform and enable their day-to-day -day activities and the decisions are more likely to be successful than others. And it's known. I mean, it is no more a surprise, surprise today. Uh, if you look at another trend, the amount of data that gets created and captured today across enterprises, you know, as they say, is even more than the stars in the observable universe. Uh, 
So we no more talk about uh, either terabytes, petabytes. We are even talking about exa and zeta bytes at a collective level, right? And underlying that is the compute power which is backing this, right? And what it allows us is to harness this data and run complex algorithms in real time. And that is how the decision making becomes fast and ability to look at multiple rules, multiple factors, which our human mind cannot do. So that is the world we live in. I mean, it's a known and it is no more a surprise to anybody, right? At Fidelity too, uh, we have a rich history of data. I mean, we have been in the existence for more than 70 years now. We are also aided by external data. So purely in terms of value, we are able to use analytics and AI functions, uh, not just for our traditional functions like sales, as an example, where you could look at algorithm-driven leads optimization or relationship management, or even in customer engagement, where we look at now machine-driven personalization and suggest the, or recommend the next best action for the customer. We've started looking at areas like operations. You know, for as an example, you can do now voice-based authentication and routing. We're also looking to use analytics for our talent functions, finance function, risk function. And in each of these areas, there's multiple examples, right? As an example, uh, we are using data to inform decisions for our talent acquisition, whether it's a workforce strategy, workplace strategy. So when it comes to the question of values, I would say these capabilities have become the foundation of what we call digital transformational and external customer experience. And if I have to broaden the horizon of customers, it's not just external customers, but internal customers too, whether it's associates or various functions that we are managing. So clearly, far more value than what we have traditionally thought of. As I said, it's not just the sales or customer related organizations, but even internal organizations like talent, finance and risk. Definitely, I completely agree with your point that uh, it's very important to focus on different aspects and uh, elements of uh, how we are using our data. And just like you said, talent is also an important uh, part of it, which I feel usually is always um, ignored or, or or organizations tend to overlook that factor uh, but i guess um, it, it plays a very important role because we really need good um, skilled and good uh, efficient data scientists as well when we are talking about harnessing insights from data and how it can um, uh, be beneficial um, uh, for the maximum of, uh, of our benefits so um uh, so this is um while i've been taking podcasts since a long time and um i know i've been talking to a lot of industry leaders so one of the things um uh, that i have learned or what i i guess uh, a lot of industry leaders have said that um when we start and focus on an outcome it's it's a great way uh, to deliver value quickly and uh, get people excited about the opportunity and it's taken us to places where we even haven't expected to go before. So if, if you're talking about data or if you're talking about any other technology, we never imagine that, okay, we'll be having a smartphone today and uh, with just a, a touch of a button, we can we can have our, a, a calendar schedule and uh, our reminders are set in place. So we may go after a particular outcome and, and try and organize a data set to accomplish the outcome. So once you do that, I think people start to bring other sources of data and other things that they want to connect. And it really takes you in a place where you go after a next outcome and the next outcome and you don't anticipate going uh, after before any further. So um, 
uh, while these are some of the key learnings or uh, probably that I have uh, shared with you while talking to other industry experts, we would also want to know about your key learnings or your journey uh, so far with Fidelity and specifically as the head of uh, the analytics research and data team. Sure, sure. Thanks, Priya. And in fact, you know, there are quite a few of learnings, but I will, you know, share just the top few. Uh, so a few things, you know, first, uh, while we say the potential of using data and analytics for uh, decision making is really very, very high, continues to grow year after year. However, we have to make sure that we are using it to enable business impact and not just for the sake of it. And, uh, you know, there are enough examples available in the open world uh, where if you start losing sight of impact, the customer, the outcomes are actually far more dangerous than losing sight of the technique itself. So that has been my first learning as to how do you say stay central to what the customer experience is, what the customer impact is, and the business related business value related to that. Uh, the second one I would say is uh, look, the space will continue to evolve. I don't think we have reached the plateau of our hype curve as we call it, uh, and will continue to change. Hence, the need to be agile and nimble is very, very important. And that's the only way we can stay on par with the new enabling techniques. So that's the second one. Uh, finally, I would say, and which applies uh, to you know, large organizations like us, uh, the power of collective, you know, which is what I say, whether it is multiple sources of data or whether it's multiple skills or multiple business units is far higher. And in fact, uh, the way we are set up, uh, here in India, we being the microcosm of fidelity, it allows us to harness that in a much more seamless way. And this is one of the reasons that in India, we have brought together the skills like analytics, research, consulting, and data, all of them together. And that allows us to work for better outcomes. So, you know, when you look at these learnings, I would also want to touch upon uh, uh, what have been doing and how are we, you know, driving to deal with these learnings. and. Uh, I would say over last 18 months, uh, what we have done is uh, we have decided to focus on four outcome-based things and which we think is very, very important. And we you know, casually remember them as four eyes. Uh, the first one is what I call impact. And the idea here is to link each of the work that we do to business impact. And it's about creating that mindset so that we can prioritize and focus on increasing business impact and ROI whether it's in terms of revenue, cost, or customer experience, and in far bigger multiples than current. So that's the first eye. Uh, the second eye is what we call influence. And this is where we want to further increase the consumption of data and insights for all strategic initiatives and functions. And as I said, even non-traditional areas. Uh, for example, I mean, if you, let's say, have information about your customer preferences, so today we can have uh, recommendation engines, not just for our core services, but even allied customer needs. So, I mean, in an open world, it's almost akin to, let's say, credit card companies offering recommendations for which restaurants to go and eat, which was never considered as the core of a credit card company offering. So that's the second one, influence. The third eye is uh, innovation. And the idea here is also to use data, research, and insights to uncover new ideas and enable innovation for the organization. So again, take an example. Imagine the power of using customer insights to also determine what new products can we offer. So it's almost like 
bringing the product and customer organization together and that is the innovation lens that we try and apply and finally i would say uh, industry leading expertise uh, we definitely want to fuel our journey with industry leading expertise but it is both internal as well as partnering with leading edge companies because there's a lot happening in the market so in some ways you know a lot of learnings but these are the four eyes which allows us to stay focused on the outcomes and that is how we try and stay focused quite interesting satya i think um, whatever learnings that uh, you have uh, had uh, in your journey and then classifying them into the four key uh, learnings or the four eyes that you mentioned it's quite inter- interesting to see how uh, fidelity is actually leveraging that and making sure that you are sticking to your deliverables as well now um in the initial uh, so this entire podcast that we're talking about is more uh, focused on the uh, non linear scaling of data and analytics so um uh, let's 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 hit the uh, nail now that uh, what what can you share your thoughts on non linear uh, scaling of data because to be honest even i'm not uh, sure about what exactly non linear scaling is and i'm sure our listeners few of our listeners might be knowing but some of them might not be knowing so if you can give a brief introduction about what non linear scaling of data is and uh, what are your thoughts on the same um, uh, aspect of data and analytics uh, sure parent and i'll try and simplify what i mean by uh, non linear scaling so uh, let's look at the problem first right i mean as companies you know we continue to stay focused on meeting customer needs so the need for scale is there you know every company probably has it right it's either in the dimension of uh, let's say the number of use cases or decisions which we would now want to answer using analytics in ai uh, there is scale is in you know in terms of the amount of data which is now available uh, there is scale in terms of the emergence of new techniques which are available to look at this data uh, and more importantly there is a need to do this fast and real time right so but if you look at the core of this need to scale the people who are doing this is uh, our analytics professionals and even today for several of whom much of the time is spent on getting the data you know then discovering insights out of data mining it and then you know taking a long while to even take it to production or bring it to life as we call it so if you if you really look at if we want to scale uh, it is obvious that the answer to doing this is not the traditional answer of scaling by just adding people so it is not like if i have 20 use cases instead of 10 let me double the amount of people i have and that's how i will grow because that i mean uh, don't get me wrong that too will give an roi but that soon gets unsustainable and uh, then both our businesses or customer facing functions and the analytics professionals who are trying to produce those insights they start getting frustrated very soon because the speed at which they want to meet the demands is never met and hence i say there is a need to meet that in a non linear way and i will emphasize it's non linear which is you cannot meet that by just adding the number of people but more by thinking differently and i will touch upon what the different means and it is around what i call the capability and a platform mindset Okay, thank you for uh, explaining us what um, a non-linear uh, scaling of a uh, data is. Um, well, definitely, I think um, data has uh, become a lot more accessible, and it can be used by everyone uh, within a company uh, to increase productivity or, for that matter, enhance decision making. 
So it's not a big surprise that data analytics has become an important tool across different organizations. And by bringing data uh, from across the business, um, companies can get real-time insights into finance, sales, marketing, or for that matter, even, even the smallest of department uh, that the organization has. But now, since we are talking about a non-linear scaling, uh, we would like to know that why should large or uh, diverse uh, organizations should leverage uh, the power of data analytics and AI, but through non-linear scaling? Sure, Priya. And you know, I will just extend upon the the why part that I touched earlier, and specifically for uh, large diverse organizations. Uh, uh, see, for us and you know, all similar organizations. Uh, the scale means very different uh, than, let's say, the concept of scaling in a startup, as an example, right? So it is uh, not just scaling in one dimension or sleeve of the value chain, but scaling in multiple dimensions. Uh, and to take an example, uh, uh, there are companies who might just do, let's say, a digital or a robo-advisory solution. But if you look at that as an offering for large financial services company, they are probably just one minor part of the whole offering. So scale really is across multiple dimensions of the value chain, right? That's one. Uh, second, I would say, you know, for large companies like us, uh, the power of interconnectedness of diversified business is far more than just a simple aggregate of the different businesses. And no company, no company would want to miss that, right? Uh, now, having said that, it is very relatively easy to do in what we call a digitally born organization, right? But uh, not so easy for a digital migrant as we call it, right? Companies who were traditionally operating in a different uh, way of servicing customers and then moving to very digital way of doing it. So, so I would say while data might be available in the organization and large volumes of data, making it easier to access, analyze and action sometimes require heroics by the analyst professionals. And uh, that is why scaling in a non-linear way is very, very important. And so one is on the unlocking of value, but now if you start looking at the other dimension, right, uh, the sheer efficiency gains which are possible by doing this in a non-linear scaling allows us to take those dollars and capacity getting out of the efficiency gains and invest in the right areas. So I would say two dimensions, you know, one is the unlocking of higher order value and second is the large scale efficiency which almost makes it imperative for any large and diversified company to look at doing it in a very non-linear way yeah definitely i think uh, when we're talking about data and analytics most organizations surface on the basic value um uh, that they can derive from data but i think there's just there's a lot more to data and which which you clearly said that it's important to unlock the uh, high order value that we can derive from data and i think that's where non-linear scaling steps in now um before um uh, if if you are implementing any technology or uh, if we are making use of a data system or a data tool um uh, we uh, or the entire organization has to uh, start uh, with a charter in the organization and we have to be very specific about the aim of the function within the organization and how it's intended to interact with the broader business so um, I think there are some organizations that start with a fairly focused view around support on traditional functions like uh, marketing or uh, pricing for that matter or any other specific areas. And then there are other organizations that, that take a much uh, broader view of the business. So uh, 
I just like you mentioned that we need to uh, unlock the uh, higher order of value. Uh, but having said that, um, though non-linear scaling uh, is fairly a new term to me, uh, we would also like to know that are there any key steps um, that organizations should take or any ideal approach for a non uh, for deploying non-linear scaling of data analytics and AI? Sure, Priya, and you know, uh, I, I would say you know I will try and answer what we think is the or rather what I think is the right way of doing it and what we are trying. Uh, I mean, clearly there is no single answer. I'm sure different companies try different things. Uh, uh, but the way I look at it, uh, in my opinion, uh, the answer of doing this lies in looking uh, very similar to what technology did for uh, functions like customer servicing, right? And that is through looking at what I call the capability and platform-based thinking. And to develop an approach, uh, I would say there are three fundamental aspects. You could look at uh, around the dimension of people, processes, and platform, right? Uh, so let's talk about people first, right? Uh, this is, in my mind, the one of the most powerful aspects which is required for nonlinear scaling and, and really lies at the heart of it. Uh, and what it involves is uh, developing a capability mindset across the entire organization. And uh, let me explain that a little bit, all right? Uh, when you closely examine the different analytics use cases across, across different businesses or domain, in the end, the decisions or questions that we are trying to answer, they, they end up falling across similar functional capabilities. So as an example, it could be either sales and marketing, and where if you further look at what are we trying to answer there, we are either trying to look at uh, basis of segmentation, which segment to go after, you know, what are the lead or campaign optimization techniques, uh, or how do you optimize the cost of sales, cost of marketing. And this at a larger scale holds true across businesses. So what I mentioned here is probably not a fully exhaustive list, but similar set of sub capabilities or questions that need to be answered across businesses, right? Uh, take another example, you know, let's say, let's say look at operations, right? Now, whether it is business operations or technology operations, uh, some of the things that we try and attempt there are either around forecasting or intelligent routing or even intelligent remediation, you know, where our servicing associates try and answer those and answer those rightfully and answer it very, very quickly. So what I mean by this capability mindset is the core set of questions that need to be answered are going to be around similar functional capabilities. And that could be easily bracketed them into, let's say, sales analytics, marketing analytics, customer analytics, or operations analytics, so product analytics, and so on and so forth, right? So that's one dimension of capability mindset that I look at. Now, if you look at the other dimension of capability mindset, if you start looking at the techniques which are below the models and insights, uh, take, for example, natural language processing or NLP, as we call it, uh, or even things like uh, computer vision or recommendation engines. The root of that is uh, not always going to be different, right? The data sets could be different and likely to be very, very different for different functional capabilities. But the core algorithm or the core framework is not necessarily going to be different. And uh, I'm not saying it's going to be totally the same either. But my point is, it's not going to be either 0% or 100%, but lie in between. And that is why I feel uh, having a capability mindset first is the most important thing. 
and once you have a capability mindset then an organization can develop processes and platforms on top of these that can be leveraged to meet their needs so so i spoke about people which is around the capability mindset uh, let me touch upon processes and platform as well uh, let's talk about processes right uh, uh, to ensure that we are doing non linear scaling of analytical capabilities uh, there are few well oiled uh, processes that i would think of right and i would look look at them in three different dimensions right one is uh, as i said we need to clearly foster an agile environment so we really need to have an environment where we can have rapid iteration innovation moving at pace but when you do that it is not something which you just leave that for associates to keep doing experiments to enable and enable that in a very fast way it's also important to define an enterprise wide taxonomy an enterprise wide ontology or frameworks and while in the short term these might appear to be sort of conflicting each other uh, essentially the second one really enables an agile environment in the long term scenario right so those are the two dimensions and third i would say is right up front uh, ensuring that there are clear governance practices whether it's for effectively managing security data privacy ethics or even regulatory aspects that you know several of the large companies have to deal with uh, having spoken about processes and people now let me talk about the platforms right uh, so what i feel is once you have this in place then an organization is well set to build an existing data and analytics platforms which really is at the core of non linear scaling right and when i look at platforms in this this world we are essentially talking of multiple layers at the core of it is or at the bottom most of it is what i call a robust analytical data platform and what that means is it's a platform which allows all of enterprise data for analytics to reside in a single place and preferably a cloud enabled data warehouse it is a single copy comprising of different subject areas with a common enterprise wide taxonomy and ontology which can be used across multiple views so one copy but multiple views and only a robust platform like this will truly ensure what i call the true liquidity of data assets across all business units across all functions across all associates and across all domains and that is how we can unlock the value at much higher multiples and it is uh, as i said this democratization of data through this shared frameworks of metadata bounded by strict governance practices which allows us to manage the security and integrity and that allows a seamless mining and exchange of information across the organization so that is you know one thing at the core of it you know a robust analytical data platform and to just you know illustrate the example uh, illustrate through an example uh, let's say you know as an organization if we have a 360 degree view of customer data right now if you really look at the power of it it is not just allowing us to do personalization or customer experience analytics but i can use the same data for the sales team for either upselling or by the product team for finding what are the unmet needs of the customer suddenly multiple functions can start looking at the same data set which might be coming from just one particular part of the organization so so in my mind a good data platform enables analysts to focus uh, more on data consumption rather than spending time on data collection and wrangling right so so that's the first layer of platform 
Uh, on top of that is what I call a robust model platform layer. And this is for development, deployment, and governance of the various models that our analytics professionals use. And uh, while you know most of the models are developed by an associate in the end, the need to keep that in an enterprise way and manage them in a way so that we are even monitoring them and they don't depreciate over a period of time and the performance goes out of sync is very, very important. So there are enough tools which are available to develop and deploy them in a rapid fashion, but uh, ensuring that they're all tied together, stitched together, and we can monitor these models in production for performance is very, very important. So that's the next layer that I call it. And uh, finally, once you have the data and model layer, uh, the last layer is what I call the analytics platform layer. And this consists of uh, enabling reuse of components across business units and functions. Uh, let me again take a few examples there. Uh, so let's imagine document extraction, right? Uh, you will hear uh, many use cases across the industry about saying, look, uh, we can use uh, AI techniques to extract parts of the document. Now, when you look at the use cases, there are far too many applicability is widespread. Uh, it is probably very difficult to imagine a single model for all of these types of documents, right? Which are so very different. I mean, a passport is very different than probably a bank statement. But what we can do is if you start breaking it into smaller components, uh, which are required for document extraction, Suddenly, you can realize you can create a suite of predefined models or utilities, which becomes very, very realistic for reuse. Um, take, you know, take another example. Let's say intelligent search, right, uh, which is used in business operations or technology operations. Now, probably they need to be trained on different knowledge sources, but again, as I said, the starting point need not be zero. Some of the components or base models are very, very common, and that can enable acceleration of usage and deployments. So, so the use of such components in an analytics platforms can really help us solve problems far more efficiently and effectively. And that is how we can unlock higher order value while maintaining productivity as well, right? So if you look at the examples I gave, uh, essentially the platforms that I am speaking of are a realization or physical illustration or instant instantiation of the capability mindset, right? And in my mind, uh, it is the combination of platform at all of these layers which will truly enable large firms to scale non-linearly. Uh, so by doing this, you know, when you think of rendering a business use case, now it becomes uh, like shopping for existing reusable components internally across multiple capabilities. Uh, you're bringing together multiple data sets in a very truly you know, liquid way, uh, which allows reuse and recombination of data assets. And finally, you can bring together multiple skills as well, like analytics, uh, research, which largely looks at unstructured data and then we can customize the insights and models and bring them to life. So finally, I would say, you know, talking about this nonlinear steps, uh, essentially it is capability mindset in people and robust processes and platform. And that is what can really enable this. Uh, sorry for this uh, uh, long winded answer, but I thought it was important to touch upon each of the layers of these. 
not at all an issue uh, satya i think that was much needed and um you very well um classified into different categories of people uh, processes and platform and how all the three elements are crucially important uh, when we are trying to adopt the non linear scaling of data and um, uh, of course i really very much uh, like the point that how we can actually um set a mindset the capability mindset uh, within the entire organization of how uh, probably a different technology that we are going to adopt so um, that actually brings me to my next question and and that is um the biggest challenge um, of making the evolution of, from a knowing culture or to a learning culture and from a culture that largely depends on uh, on some traditional methods in decision making to a culture that is much more objective and data driven and embraces the power of data and technology so it it really is in the is in the cause that we are talking about here so i think it largely depends upon the imagination inertia and uh, how uh, the leaders and uh, the chief decision makers can make sure that we are uh, inculcating and learning culture so uh, while while this is uh, just like you highlighted that we need to have a mindset in the organization and that could be one of the challenges uh, when when we're talking about adopting non linear scaling or for that matter any other technology that we would be deploying um, so we would like to know from you um, any challenges that you have faced uh, in your journey of non linear scaling of data analytics and any strategies that uh, you had embraced to overcome them yeah 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 and priya nothing nothing comes uh, without challenges uh, so i'll again list a few uh, when we touched upon the mindset to me that is probably the biggest hurdle right uh, and uh, and it is not uh, unusual to have that uh, because uh, if you really look at it uh, uh, people or every analytics associate at the end of the day they are just trying to solve their use case and move to the next one right so so that whole mindset of thinking beyond just my use case and my immediate need is uh, and how does it fit into the larger ecosystem is probably to me the biggest challenge and uh, i think having that and this is where having that uh, capability mindset helps uh, where we examine each use case uh, to what what is the functional capability questions that they are seeking to answer to and what is the technical capabilities that they are using and when you combine those two probably you can start looking at what is already available and how can i move fast reusing something uh, and sometimes you need a dedicated set of people um, looking at this aspect to try and enable it for the organization and that's how you try and uh, overcome this right uh, the next challenge i would say is uh, i think i spoke about uh, how do you ensure that everything is also linked to the business strategy right uh, now when you when you talk about uh, decisions strategic insights strategic thinking yes it's good to use data and insights but often uh, there are multiple groups there are multiple skills and techniques also being used right i mean you could still have let's say doing a survey of our customers to find out what our customers are saying we could look at their interactions to find out what uh, customers are telling us about which is not very evident but uh, evaluating them in parts doesn't always helps and what we are trying to do is we are trying to bring together multiple skills and that is why bringing together a research function analytics function uh, digital automation function or a data function together allows that effectiveness of decision making to become far better uh, so that's another one third i would say is the pace of change itself uh, look the space continues to evolve very fast you know either there are new techniques or new offerings lot of r and d also going on in this space so 
it is important for us not to stay rigid with uh, past solutions and the past success as well uh, and also as i say it's not always either a build or a buy decision uh, for us we continue to engage with our partners uh, in the entire ecosystem whether it is startups vendor partners academia and that is what allows us to learn and stay competitive in this space as well and uh, finally i would say one other thing is uh, especially for large companies like us you know especially in financial services which is highly regulated uh, governance matters a lot as well uh, moving fast doesn't mean a laissez faire usage of data and analytics and ai techniques uh, and and more than usage it is not about using them and putting them to production very very quickly right so what we did was uh, early on the enterprise put a good governance model in place Uh, which aims at ensuring that we meet the regulatory needs while we are going fast and it's almost akin to saying uh, uh, rapid experimentation is not just about trying out new models every day with our customer base because uh, if those models are not monitored or not tested enough uh, there is a strong reputation for existing companies which can go haywire very very quickly and we have to defend that reputation as well so so i would say these are some of the challenges you know the mindset uh, dealing with the pace uh, uh how do you ensure that it's a good balance of governance right up front so that uh, nothing goes wrong as well yes um i think i completely agree with you um uh, satya that um uh, yes challenges uh, are a part of your journey and uh, whatever challenges that you have mentioned uh, is something um uh, that probably every organization is going to face and uh, thank you for sharing us how probably we can overcome them also um so my last question um uh, of this podcast is uh, what what are your views on uh, the future if you're talking about future of uh, how data um, analytics and ai is going to be so what are your views or how do you think the future is going to be um, of data analytics and ai uh, of course uh, priyam no 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 profit here but uh, uh, first you know uh, what i think is uh, large diversified organizations uh, today do have the benefit of uh, rich data history and relationship with customers uh, it is the usage of capability mindset and platforms that can really give them the power to leverage this for their competitiveness in marketplace so that's the first thing i think uh, uh, second uh, i still believe uh, this space will evolve even looking at uh, things like let's say data sharing maturity uh, right now we are looking at cloud enabled platforms to think about sharing data within the enterprise uh, but i'm certain over a period of time uh, a digital enablement will mean even sharing data on a real time basis uh, on an interconnected cloud enabled platform with our uh, let's say digital ecosystem partners and in a huge volumes in a similar and secure secure way as well so if i have to close this uh, you know i would you know probably even use a metaphor which is largely used saying uh, for digital transformation uh, data will be the fuel and analytics will be the engine for driving the execution of these new strategies but it is the non linear scaling through capability and platforms which will really get the maximum mileage so thank you and thank you for having me today thank you so much uh, satya it was actually a pleasure having you with us so uh, eventually i think it depends that um, uh, like few dispute that organization have more data than uh, than ever at their disposal uh, but actually deriving meaningful insights from their data and converting knowledge into action is easier said than done now with increasing competition and changing marketing Uh, market conditions business data analysis is shifting to an altogether new paradigm
and making data accessible from all the areas of your business is your first step towards transformation and unlocking more opportunities. And uh, just like you said, uh, data is the fuel and um, analytics is the engine. So leveraging the same and uh, effectively cutting down business losses and boosting return on investment uh, while constantly improving your decision-making practices it can can actually help you in gaining the competitive advantage. And that's where I think non-linear uh, non scaling can help you with it. Thank you so much, Satya. It was a pleasure having you with us on our podcast. I think we have highlighted some important aspects and uh, altogether explored a new topic that is non-linear scaling. And um, I think our listeners would like to tap on the power of uh, this uh, this new aspect of uh, scaling of data and analytics so uh, thank you so much satya uh, it was a pleasure having you with us thank you priya likewise a pleasure talking to you all great so for our listeners uh, stay tuned for more such podcasts and you can go to our spotify soundcloud and google podcast channel for more such podcasts uh, hoping to see you guys also thank you so much